Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special topical study of the Holy Spirit, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Take the initiative to meet the practical needs of others, freeing them to fulfill their own spiritual gift, a supernatural ability from God to effectively and joyfully take the initiative to meet the practical needs of others, freeing them to fulfill their own spiritual gift. The gift of helps is also the gift of ministry in Romans chapter 12, verse 7. We'll talk about that. In my opinion, this is one of the most important gifts. If we were to put the gifts in importance, there are some people who think that the gift of tongues is important. There are some people who say that, that the uh, speaking, uh, the, the gift of interpretation is important or the gift of healing is the most important. Listen, I hope that if you've learned anything from this teaching on the gift of the Spirit, I pray that you have learned that there is no gift more important than another, that there is no part of the body more important than another part of the body. Now, concerning the gift of helps, let me just say, you don't need to be gifted to help. Did y'all pick that up? You don't need to be gifted to help. Help. Wait, can you vacuum the church? We need the church vacuum. Well, I don't have the gift of helps. You don't have the gift of help. You need the gift of helps to vacuum. Don't invite me to your house because you need a gift to clean up. I don't know how often that happens. You don't need a gift to help. We're talking about the gift of helps. Anybody can help. David said it like this in Psalm 8410. I love this verse. David said, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. David is saying, I would rather do the most menial job in the kingdom than the best job in the world. Somebody once said, I would rather be the poorest man in heaven than the richest man in hell. I'd rather fly coach with Jesus than first class with the devil. We can all just serve God. Somebody say amen. So the kingdom of God can advance. Remember, remember the great commission has the great commission become the great omission. The great commission, Matthew 28, 19, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you and Y'all come on, read the rest with me. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. The Bible tells us to go make disciples, and that's helping. We are to help because God told us to, not because it benefits us. Listen to me. Because God told us to, not because it benefits us, and not because it benefits our ministry. Do you know that there are ministries that won't get involved in certain things because it doesn't benefit their ministry. 
So we're not going to go do this ministry because that's not going to really add any people to our church. That's not going to add any tithers to our church. I call it nickels and noses. Nickels and noses. It's not going to bring any people in the church. It's not going to bring any money in the church. So we don't go and do those things. Listen, we are to help whether it benefits us or not because Jesus told us to. When did he tell us to? He told us 2,000 years ago to go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You don't do ministry because somebody can help you. Can more than two people say amen? Amen. Amen. This Wednesday, I'm leaving for the Bahamas. And um, it's not like the Bahamas that you guys might be thinking Bahamas. Y'all be thinking Bahamas like the beach and the, and the, uh, oh, they told me last service. What's that? Um, The, the, um, the, my my ties. The, the, the beach and my, with the umbrella in it, the drinks with the, and laying back in the cabanas. With, it's not that kind of Bahamas. It's a trip that uh, there's a military base called Altec Island. And one day I was sitting at my computer and a Facebook message came through. And this lady said to me, she said, this was about now almost a year ago. She said to me, she said, um, I just want to thank you for your ministry uh, to us here at All Tech Island. I want you to know that you're our Sunday morning podcast pastor. On this island, they don't have a pastor. They don't have a chaplain. So they listen to our sermons here in their Sunday morning services. Apparently, they have worship. I don't know if they do our worship. I think our worship's on a couple of songs. No worship? Okay, so maybe they do their own worship, and then they listen to, to they push play. And, and, and I'm, I'm their podcast pastor, and they just wanted to thank me for my ministry and so on and so forth. So I sent back, you're welcome. That's awesome. Keep listening. And then about eight months later, I get a Facebook message from the base commander, and he is inviting me to come and to preach in the chapel there to those people who um, have been listening to me for, some of them, they said, uh, two, three years. And he even said to me in the first email, he said, he said, I want you to know uh, this, this trip to Bahamas is not like what you think. There is nothing to do here. This is a, 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 a testing site. Um, some of it is top secret. I, I don't even know what all that they do, but I understand it's a testing site. And um, so they don't, uh, they, they only have, uh, he told me, he said, we only have beach. We have beach here. So bring your swimming trunks. I said, well, good. I'll come there and work on my tan. And because uh, I ain't got much work to do. Because I woke up like this. So I said, and he said, well, you know, if you'd come, and, and, and I prayed about it, and I talked to my wife about it, and I said, honey, doesn't this sound like Acts chapter 16, when, when the man of Macedonia said, come over to us, come over to us, and, and we prayed about it and prayed about it, and, and, and it turns out it worked out, and they sent a bunch of documents, and it had to be cleared through Washington, because they have to send an airplane to come and pick you up at West Palm Beach, and you've got to be on the itinerary, and it's a big old deal, but God opened that door, and listen, those people there, they don't have any money. 
money. They, 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 can't, they, they can't even bring me there. They can't even get the money together to even pay for my airplane ticket. They don't have anything. They're in the military. Now, I don't know if you've been in the military, but you know if you've been in the military, you ain't got no money. You've been in the military, you broke. They don't have anything. And when I get there, they're not going to have an honorarium. You know, some pastors will go to a church only if the church can come up with $10,000 for an honorarium, $20,000 for an honorarium. I'm like, are you kidding me? You mean to tell me you'll only go preach the gospel if somebody pays you money? $20,000? Are you kidding me? Somebody give me $20,000. Man, I, I need my kitchen done. We need new counters. My kitchen's so dated, I can't stand it. We need new counters. $20,000 just to come and preach something that God gave you for free? And, and you want to charge somebody for it? That doesn't make sense to me. These people have nothing to give us. They have no honorarium that they're going to give us. And, and, and I'm going with another brother because I don't want to go alone. And they have nothing to give us. You don't do ministry for for, for what you can gain. And me, I am blessed beyond comprehension. Only, only God can do something like that and open a door like that where, where, where I would have, you know, I got 13 years in the Navy and, uh, and I got out of the Navy to come here to start this church. And I remember when I first got out of the Navy, people were saying to me, why, why are you getting out? Why don't you wait seven more years and then you can retire and then you can go there and start the church. And you know what? Honestly, God didn't tell me to wait seven years. God told me, go now. I could have waited seven years and retired and missed the greatest blessing of my life. Let me tell you something. I'm going to wait while you clap your hands there. When, when God tells you to do something, then you just do it. God tells you to do something, you just do it. God tells us that we are to go and share the gospel don't forget about people and don't do it for ministry or for what you can gain from it. You know, I heard this little story about this little boy who lived in a ghetto and he was uh, teased by other children who said, if God loves you, then why doesn't he take better care of you? Why doesn't God tell someone to bring you some decent shoes and some warm coats and better food? And a little boy thought about it for a minute and he said, I guess he does, but somebody forgot. Let's not be those people who forget. We don't want to forget. If God tells you to do something, do it. That's called walking in the spirit, by the way. You know, people talk about, well, we need to walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. What does that mean? Walk in the spirit. It sounds spooky to me. Walking in the spirit. What, what do I levitate? I mean, what does that mean? Walking, walking in the spirit. What does that mean? Walking in the spirit. Let me, let me help you. Listen. Walking in the spirit means doing what God has told you to do. If God tells you to pick up the phone, I'll wait while you clap your hands there and then I'll finish. If God tells you to pick up the phone and call somebody, pick up the phone and call somebody, that's being led by the spirit. Somebody tell you to, God tell you to Facebook somebody a message. Hey, I'm thinking about you and praying for you today. Smiley face. Do it. God tell you to fill out a card and drop it in the mail and encourage somebody to do it. So God tell you to fill out a card for Pastor Ronnie and some encouraging words. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Follow the Spirit. 
Walk in the Spirit is simply doing what God. Can we just demystify and, and despiritualize everything? Everything is so up here. Put the cookies on the shelf where the kids can get them. Walk in the Spirit means do what the Spirit of God tells you to do. It is as simple as that. God has told me to go to the Bahamas, and I don't know what I'm going to. I have no idea. They did tell me this, that there are, there are sailors. And they, when, they t- when they talk about sailors, that means military, uh, military officers and enlisted sailors um, are having a difficult time there because they, um, they can't bring their families, they can't bring their wives, they can't bring their children. Uh, there's no base housing or anything. It's that secluded and that, um, and that secure. And so they are telling me that um, the, the, the sailors are having some emotional, psychological, um, spiritual problems as it relates to that. So if I could address that, I told them, absolutely. Uh, so I'm going to arrive there. They, they've agreed to set up an office for me. And, uh, and an admin person to help me if I, if I need them. I'm going to get an admin person when I, when I get there too. And uh, if I need, and then they're going to, I'll have a calendar and people, if you'd if you like to speak to me, and we'll get you a book for an hour. And, um, and then in the evenings, we'll, we'll hold some meetings around the Bible and that kind of thing. But other than that, I don't know. I know that I am following the Lord. Um, I don't, you know, we don't, we don't have money for this. We don't have a budget for this. Again, they, they can't pay me, and there's nothing to exchange. But you know what? God has provided. Jehovah Jireh. If God calls you to do something, God's going to provide the means for you to do it. I have watched that over 20 years. I need four people to clap their hands and say amen. I've watched that happen over and over. I'm coming in for a landing. We're talking about this. Spiritual gift of helps. There are people in this very church. I could keep you here for the rest of the afternoon talking about these people who I honestly believe have the spiritual gift of helps. They love to help. And not only do they help in one area, but sometimes they help in many areas. One, two, three different ministries they're doing this one time. At one time, these people understand for me to live is Christ. And for me to die is gain. Can you say that? For me to live is Christ. Are you listening? For me to live is Christ. My life belongs to Christ. Whatever Christ tells me to do, that I will do. For me to live on this earth is Christ. Y'all ain't hearing me. Can you say that? These people with this gift of helps, that's what they say. I'm confident. For me to live this way. So they, they're doing this ministry and they're doing that ministry. And, and, and at the same time, the reason they're doing all this ministry is so that they can help this person be able to better effectively do their ministry. Remember the definition? Remember the definition of, of the gift of helps? Freeing them to fulfill their own spiritual gift. So they're freeing others to fulfill their spiritual gift while they exercise their spiritual gift of helps. For example, when people help me with the slides and all that stuff, is, it doesn't just show up that way. Somebody actually does that presentation. And, and when they do that, it helps me to better 
do my ministry and to fulfill the gift that God has given me. So some of these people do one, two, three ministries at the same time. Now, in the Bible, just really quickly, there are many people with the gift of helps. I'll leave this to you in your own time. Acts chapter 9, there's a lady named Dorcas. And um, don't, don't, don't name your daughter Dorcas. And um, Dorcas, Acts 9, and she was a church seamstress. And it wasn't only what she did with her giftedness, it was how she did it. She did it with joy and cheerfulness. Dorcas was known for the way she loved God's people and the way she served and helped God's people. I think of Exodus chapter 17. This is good family reading. Exodus chapter 17. There's a story of this guy named Her. H-U-R, like in Ben-Hur, H-U-R. Israel is face to face with their longtime enemy, the Amalekites. And Moses and Aaron and Hur, you know the story, went up on the top of the hill. And when Moses' arms were getting tired, um, the Amalekites were winning. When his arms were getting tired and kind of falling down, the Amalekites was winning. But when his arms were being held up, the Israelis or the people of God were winning. So Aaron and Hur held Moses' arms up, the Bible tells us, until the sun went down. And because of that, Israel defeated the Amalekites. Now, a few things about her, and then we're done. Got a pen? Write these down. Talking about her. People like her, number one, her, H-U-R, people like her are invaluable. Write that down. Her are invaluable. If her had not helped Mo hold up his arms, they would have lost the battle. Moses didn't have the strength and Joshua couldn't win the battle. People like her are involved, not only invaluable, but involved. Her wasn't a great leader like Moses or a great general like Joshua. He wasn't a high priest like Aaron. He was just her. He helped the way her could help. Her didn't mind not getting the shine. He didn't mind not being in the front. Everybody can't preach. Somebody say amen. Everybody can't teach. Say amen. Everybody can't sing a solo. Well, maybe so low we can't hear you. Well, that's my last one, I promise. That's my, that's my last one. But everybody can be involved somewhere. People like her, not only invaluable, involved, but lastly, invisible. People like her are invisible. Her steps out of nowhere on the pages of scriptures. Her lived in the shadows while others got the glory. After the battle, I'm sure everybody said, hey, Joshua, great job. Moses, man, you the man. Aaron, probably somewhere giving thanks to God for the victory. And her, he just walks back to the tent. Nobody's giving him high fire or pound. As a matter of fact, only a few people knew what he did. He was invisible to man, but faithful to God behind the scenes. And the important thing is, are you listening? God sees your ministry to him. God sees it. And one day, God will say to her, and God will say to you, well done. Isn't this what we all want to hear? Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter now into what? The joy of the Lord. That's what we want to hear. In all of our giftedness, that's all that we want to hear. I'll tell you one last person, and then I'll let you go get your lunch. Listen, one last person who has a gift of helps. Who's that? Miss Elvira. Miss Elvira has the gift of helps. I cannot tell you how many times. I didn't think I would make it. 
I really, I really didn't think that I would be able to preach. Some Sundays, I just can't do it. I'd wake up and say, honey, I can't do it. I can't do it. For those of you that are new here, Miss Elvira, that's my wife. Everybody calls her Miss E. I would tell her, honey, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I've told you those three steps. That's the longest walk I have to take weekly. The longest. From there to here, the longest. I tell her, honey, sometimes I just cannot do it. I just don't feel like it's, I, I, I can't do it. And, and, and she'll tell me, here's a gift of helps. Here's a gift of helps. Um, yeah, you're going to do it. There's a, there's a gift of help. Because, see, see, you know what? Sometimes you need people to keep it 100 with you. Where my people at? Say amen. You need, I, need, I need it 100. Don't give it to me pretty. Tell it to me like it is. I need to know what it is. Keep it 100. She said, yeah, you will do it. You're going to do it. Because God has called you to do it. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to exercise the gift of helps. I'm going to go turn on a shower. And make it nice and hot, and then you're going to go in there and get a shower. If you will not take a shower, then I will pick you up and throw you in the shower. <laughs> and for those of you that know Miss Elvira, she really probably can. And, and so and sure, I'm going to get you in that shower, and you're going to, to, to get ready and get over there and do what God has called you to do, and, and, and you're going to preach, and I'm going to pray for you. Or on a Saturday where I'm studying all day long. And boy, on really nice days, like, like yesterday, there was two weddings. There was one here and one for um, um, Delise and Evan got married. And uh, uh, they got married, Delise and Evan. And there was another couple here, and I can't think of their names, so clap for them too. And, uh, and, um, and everybody was out and having a nice time, and the weather was beautiful, and I was in my office studying and getting ready for church. And it is so hard to study when the weather is beautiful outside, and everybody's out having a nice time. Even, it's, it's like almost like the enemy gets like eight singing birds to sit right outside my window and just sing and chirp to let me know we're enjoying the weather and you're not. And I'm reading the word, and I'm going, oh, how I love your law. It's my meditation all day. And, and it's hard. It really is hard sometimes to, to do what God has called you to do. And at the same time, I don't ever, ever, ever want to come to this pulpit and not have something to say. And I don't know how preachers do it. They just... They go golfing on Saturday and Sunday morning. They come to the pulpit and they have nothing to say. So I'd rather sit and sit with the Lord and hear what God has to say and study the word. And, and in those days, again, helps. A text. Because I'm here all day, 18 hours. A text. Honey, praying for you. I hope things are going good. Text me when you get a chance. Man, that means the world. Or Pastor Jim. Pastor Jim. Every single Saturday bar none. Hey, praying for you. And uh, 
sermon's going to be a blessing tomorrow. It always is. You're a blessing. Don't forget about what God's doing in your life. Every Saturday. It encourages me. It helps me to keep on running. Somebody once said, keep on running to see what the end's going to be. Just keep on going. It's my blessing. And I would say to you, I leave you with this question. What are you doing to help? What are you doing to help? There's so many areas to help. What are you doing? Ask God what you can do to help this church. And then do it. You don't have to wait for God to show up at the foot of your bed in a glowing light and tell you, yes, I want you to help vacuum the floor. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccary.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.